Welcome to the I Will Teach You a Language podcast, weekly doses of language learning tips and motivation to help you become fluent in any language. With me, Ollie Richards. Hello. Hello. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the I Will Teach You a Language podcast. Now, today is Friday, and that means one thing. It is time for the rules of language learning. Now, as you know, on the podcast, I like to answer your questions. It's my favorite thing to do, but I also think it's important to talk about the lessons that I've learned and to give you my personal take on the questions that I think really matter in language learning. Perspectives and ideas that might not be immediately obvious, but I think are really the most important things of all. And so this is where I offer you the rules of language learning. It's all the most important lessons that I've learned over the years distilled into simple rules for you to follow every Friday. Now, these rules are also available as video, uh, so recorded in my studio, and also as blog posts in case you like reading, so you can do that. To find these blog posts and video versions of the rules, simply go to IWillTeachYouALanguage.com and click through to the language blog page and you'll find all the most recent rules there. And if you want to find some of the older ones, you can type in troll into the search bar. Troll, of course, standing for the rules of language learning. So it's nice and easy to remember. Before we get into today's rule, I'd like to thank the wonderful sponsors of the show. They are, of course, italki. And italki is a place where you can get speaking practice for the language that you're learning. So if you think that speaking your language a little bit more would be helpful, and it always is, then italki is the best place to connect with native speaker teachers and tutors who can help you get that all-important speaking practice. If you'd like to get a free lesson, you can go to iwillteachyoualanguage.com forward slash free lesson and follow the instructions from there. I'll be back answering your questions as usual next week. But for now, please enjoy today's rule of language learning. Good morning, everybody. It's Ollie Richards here, and I'm back with another rule of language learning. And today's rule is an absolute belter. But before we go any further, I want you to think about what I just said. I talked about today's rule being an absolute belter. Now, belter, it's a word we say quite a lot here in the UK. I don't know about elsewhere, but I want you to imagine that you're learning English and you come across that wonderful word belter for the first time. Now, judging by the context, you could probably guess it's either a very good thing or a very bad thing. An absolute belter. Does it mean good or bad? It's hard to tell. So what do you do? Well, you reach for the dictionary, you flick all the way to B and you look up the word belter, where of course you discover the true meaning, which is something absolutely stunning, amazing, incredible, just like this belter of a YouTube channel. So you should definitely subscribe, hit that big red button before you go any further. Now, have you looked up the word belter? Our imaginary English learner here is probably feeling quite pleased with himself. He's learned a cool new word and he can't wait to try it out in real life. So he's, uh, he's, on, the, he's on his way home, he's gonna get, the, get on the metro, he's reaching for his metro pass and his keys fall out of his pocket onto the ground and a stranger picks up the keys off the floor, hands them to him and says, here, you dropped your keys. And our student friend replies, uh, thank you for doing the belter. The man looks confused, gives a nervous smile and walks off. Later that night, our friend is watching TV with his flatmate. They're watching a news report on an earthquake relief, relief effort. There's an amazing segment where they show the rescue team miraculously pulling a little child alive from the rubble. And our friend 
watching TV, he turns to his flatmate and he says, look, isn't, isn't that a belter? Not exactly what his friend was expecting and not entirely appropriate either, but he smiles and says, uh, yeah, that's it's incredibly lucky, isn't it? And on and on this situation goes. Our English learner friend tries harder and harder to use this elusive word, belter, every time he sees something that's really great, but unfortunately, he can't seem to get it right. He doesn't really understand what he's getting wrong, so he goes back instead eventually to using a different word, great, which he understands quite nicely and can use over and over again without too much trouble. Now, of course, the big mistake that our student friend is making here is to try to learn the word belter all by itself, because it is, in fact, quite hard to use properly. There aren't all that many situations where you can use the word belter appropriately. I mean, what can we say without sounding weird? We can say, uh, what an absolute belter that goal was. The barbecue was a belter, wasn't it? Or, today's going to be a belter. Now, if you stray too far away from those common phrases, pretty much any way you use that word belter is going to sound a little bit odd. And so the reason that our friend struggled so much to use this particular word was that he was treating the word like, well, he was treating it like a word. Now, I'll tell you what he should have done instead in just a minute. But look, words very rarely exist in isolation. Some words do. I mean, the word book, for example, or or the word table. Well, those are quite descriptive and you won't get into too much trouble using those words. But there are tons and tons of words in any language which are actually used fairly infrequently. And whenever they are used, it's always within a particular phrase or variation of a phrase. In fact, if you looked back at all the stuff you say over the course of a normal day, you would be absolutely amazed how few decisions you actually had to make about the words that you used and the words that you chose. You see, a staggering number of things that we say are not cleverly concocted in the moment. We don't construct the grammar as we go, cleverly choosing our prepositions and verb tenses to conform to the rules in English. We might like to think that we do, And if you're a teacher, you might like to pretend to your students that all your perfect grammar is down to your personal genius. But in reality, a huge amount of what we say is nothing more than a bunch of phrases we've used thousands of times in the past, adapted a bit to fit the situation. This is well established in linguistics, and one of the main proponents of this was Michael Lewis, who passed away recently. Phrases like this, or blocks of language, that we use and reuse are commonly referred to as chunks. Some of these chunks are quite long, like this phrase, you'll never believe what happened yesterday. Think about it, if if you've ever said that phrase, those words, you'll never believe what happened yesterday, did you make any grammatical decisions as you spoke? No, you didn't. You just spoke the phrase, the complete phrase that was lodged in your brain somewhere and you've heard many times before. Other chunks are quite short, such as, how are you? Which you say every single day. Again, you don't construct that sentence grammatically, you just rattle it off. So one way or another, we don't tend to speak by gluing together individual words, but rather by rolling out much longer phrases or chunks and just adapting them a bit to fit the situation by changing a word here or there. You'll never believe what happened yesterday. You'll never believe what happened this morning. You'll never believe what just happened. It's a bit 
depressing when you think about it, actually. And that's precisely why our English learner friend who was trying to master the word belter, he never got it quite right. What he should have done was to learn the complete phrase that he heard that day. So if he had heard the phrase, for example, today is going to be an absolute belter, then that's exactly what he should have committed to memory. Today is going to be an absolute belter. He should have learned the entire phrase. Not only does learning the whole phrase make sure you're using the word belter properly, but it actually saves you a lot of time and makes it easier to remember in the first place. There's something very satisfying and wholesome about learning a whole phrase because you really can start to use it with confidence right away without worrying about what to do with it or what words it has to go with. There's no need to walk about trying out the word in lots of different situations, wondering why you're getting it wrong. Simply learn the phrase, use the phrase, and sit back and enjoy the reactions of the people around you when you whip out the phrase in the middle of a conversation. Now, you might be thinking that this only applies to certain unusual words, but actually you can apply this technique of learning chunks or phrases to everything that you do. I've been through entire periods in my language learning when all I learn is phrases. No single words, just phrases. I pick phrases out of the material that I'm reading or listening to, I put them into flashcards, and I learn them. That's right, I would actually memorize whole sets of phrases, and I promise you it's far easier than you think. Most importantly though, it has an immediate impact on your speaking, because you are now no longer thinking in single words, but rather in phrases. And what does it mean if you think in phrases? It means that you start to speak in phrases, longer, more flowing phrases, and you sound a lot more fluent. So it's win-win. In fact, you could say that this is an absolute belter of a language tip. And if you think this is a belter of a language tip, then type the word belter into the comments, press enter, and let me know. Seriously, I'm going to go and look for that word belter in the comments, so I want you to go in and write that right now. And remember, if you ever find yourself a little bit unsure about how to use the words that you've been learning, do yourself a favour, learn phrases, not words. Thanks for checking out the video, I hope you enjoyed it, and if you did enjoy it and you'd like me to continue this series of the rules of language learning, then you can let me know by liking this video. Also, if you'd like to be notified when I upload new videos every week, then you can subscribe to the channel using the big red button below, and the videos will pop right up in your news feed. Thanks for listening to this episode of the podcast. I really hope you enjoyed it. And if you do enjoy the podcast, then you're going to love some of the email courses that I've created. These are completely free email courses which are written specifically for different languages and different levels. I've spent years writing these things. So whether you are an intermediate Spanish learner or a French beginner or Japanese advanced, whatever it may be, I've got email courses that give you some of my best tips for learning those languages at different levels. So whether you're struggling with how to get started, whether you want to know how to understand native speakers when they're talking really quickly at you, whether you want to get better at learning grammar, I've got stuff for you that I send out completely free over email. If you'd like to get these tips, then please go to IWillTeachYouAlanguage.com forward slash tips. That's IWillTeachYouAlanguage.com forward slash tips, T-I-P-S, and I'll get them sent out to you right away.